welcome to Up Close and Virtual with me, Katie Tew. In each episode, I'll be joined by a guest where we'll be chatting about our experience of starting and running a business, the lessons that we've learned along the way. We'll be sharing our top tips and, of course, best practice. Expect to be entertained, enlightened and empowered. Happy listening. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of my podcast. I'm delighted to introduce you this afternoon to the wonderful Amanda Sanders, who I have known for far too long. Amanda, I think we've been mates for 10 years or so. Must be over 10 years, knowing how old our children, our lovely daughters are. Yes. So Amanda and I met when um, our children actually were in a local brownie group. Um, And Amanda, just because she always wears multiple hats, was not brown owl, but tawny owl or something. I think I was was butterfly or or caterpillar or slug, something like that. Yeah, okay, it's all coming back to me. It's all coming back to me. And we also happen to live in the same village at the time. So we have known each other for a very long time. But I was really excited when Amanda reached out to me because she was looking for a bit of a change of direction with her career. And she very kindly put her trust in me to coach and mentor her through setting up her own virtual assistant business. So without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to Amanda, who's going to introduce herself to us. Amanda. Thank you, Katie. And it's um, thank you so much for inviting me to be your guest um, on your podcast. And this is my first ever podcast, so I've been fizzing with excitement. Um, yes, my name is Amanda, Amanda Sanders. Um, like Katie said, we've known each other for many, many years. I'm um, a wife, um, a mother of a lovely daughter who's... Um, uh, gosh, moving into her second year at university, unbelievably. Don't think I'm old enough, but there we go. Um, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm based in the Cotswolds. I'm based in Gloucestershire, still in a delightful little village. Um, my background is that I uh, graduated from university with a degree in linguistics, um, then went on to become a town planner. That was my first career. So we to town planning. How does yeah. that happen? Well, linguistics, I moved into a general management position. That was the buzzword at the time, all those eons ago. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was a general management trainee and I got a job at a council because they decided um, everybody had general management trainees in the private sector. So why couldn't the public sector organisation do the same thing? Yeah. So I was one of four girls, all women. Um, with the strap line from the council, we appointed the four best men for the job standard in the uh, in the late nineties. Um, so yeah, so basically, I got a I got a job with the council. Uh, we were then put into teams, so we had to be hosted by a particular team. The idea being that as a general management trainee, we would bounce around the council and get this holistic view of the organisation, and be able to maybe look um, and do SWOT analyses and troubleshoot. Um, different departments and to see how it worked all together so they put me in planning Um, and then I discovered that actually I quite liked it and um, I was quite good at it 
So they sent me back to university to do a part-time master's degree in town and country planning. So I did that while I was working. Um, and yeah, so it became yes, I, a- think, I think at this point, I would like to interject and say that Amanda probably is the most overqualified virtualist <laughs> I've ever had the privilege to work with. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Um, yeah, I look good on paper. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so basically I ended up being a town planner for 20 years working both in public sector and private industry Um, and I also ran my own consultancy for 10 years um, which sounds really impressive but my own consultancy comprised of me Um, and then I had a bit of a road to Damascus moment I'd always wanted to be a teacher so uh, I decided to ditch the 20-year career I got the 20-year itch and uh, went back and retrained as a primary school teacher Um, loved it loved being in the classroom but wasn't too great in my 40s um with the whole bureaucracy thing of of primary school teaching so I made the decision that after probably about six years in the classroom it wasn't for me not the teaching element of all the children but just the whole uh paperwork all the planning all the Mm -hmm. anyway that's for a different podcast altogether yes Um, because you get me on that and we're away but um (laughs) Anyway, so then I decided to leave that and I set myself up as a, well, I did some supply teaching and then was a private tutor. Yeah. Um, And then an opportunity came along to be a project assistant for a local company, which I did. Um, And I was freelancing. So I freelanced in as a project assistant, sat well with the private tutoring and then lockdown bit. And as lockdown hit home, uh, the company uh, ended my contract um, rather quickly. So I was left with just private tutoring, which, as you can imagine, in the first lockdown did very well when the kids were at school. But when the kids went back to school, it became very obvious that I needed to find myself another job. Which, Um, I guess, brings us on to the prompting point as to what sort of started you thinking about setting up as a virtual assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd seen you advertising, I think, on Facebook or something like that. And you'd, you'd kind of put up that this was what you did and this was what you would you were offering um that mentoring that kind of introduction to it and I think when we first met I probably mentioned to you that I had thought about being a virtual assistant well over a decade before yeah which was when really virtual assistants were in their infancy it was something that was not even considered I mean it took a lot of you know people would look at me like I was insane when I kept saying to people well I could do this for you from home yeah um so I can't I'd left it behind a decade ago um but then came back to it when I saw maybe it's one of those you know serendipitous moments that yeah and it's quite interesting because 10 years ago sort of a decade ago was roughly about the same sort of time that I was actually setting up my VA business so we would have definitely be starting at the same point if you'd gone for it back then yeah (laughs) and and how bizarre and and, you know it's sort of you, you just you just appeared like a vision um and so I decided well you know why not and because I guess because you know me so well and I knew you so and I knew you'd be honest with me I knew you'd be very frank um I didn't know if I could even do it um because despite all my pieces of paper um I still didn't think I could do it which perhaps to listeners sounds ludicrous um but academic qualifications aren't they're not everything it's about skills and being the person and it's really funny that you should say that um you know that whole thing of can I do it or I don't think I can do it and that self-confidence bit comes up time and time and time and time again 
we are so bad us women about actually giving us credit for what we can do we always give ourselves much more of a hard time about the stuff that we perceive we can't do Mm. Um, I think think what was really interesting is when you and I had that very first conversation when I said to you do you think I can do it and you said to me send me your CV so I sent you my CV and I can remember you came back because I said to you all I'm good for is standing in front of a crowd of nine-year-olds and (laughs) teaching them about Vikings that's it that is the limitation of my skill set and I remember you got my CV and you messaged me back and you said, you've got a little bit more than Vikings. Um, and that's kind of, you, you sort of reminded me of everything that had gone before, you know, the 20 years when I'd worked in business, the, t- the 10 years of which I'd run my own business. And I thought, yeah, maybe I can, maybe this is worth a go. Maybe this is worth a shot. And sometimes when you're standing on the precipice of challenge, as I put it, and you, you, you're looking at it and you're thinking, okay this is insane I'm gonna have to take this leap of faith um it's very exhilarating and it was so exciting to be starting again um terrifying but also very exciting um and I wasn't in a enviable position of it being allowed to fail that was so there was there was a degree of pressure I mean my husband was great and he was like go for it you have nothing to lose but equally we couldn't afford for me to not work and make less of it yeah yeah yeah. right but I also think that you you probably at that point when you were standing on that precipice you just needed somebody to give you the nudge and hold your hand you know what your boot up my backside was brilliant It makes me sound as if I'm such a taskmaster. No, not at all. Okay, maybe not a boot. Maybe, maybe just that that gentle where you tripped over and gently nudged me in the back as I dropped out of the nest. That one. I think Um, that sounds kinder. I will use the boot if needed. And I think I have, but we can come on to that in due course. (laughs) But that's that's kind of it. That's my backstory, I guess. So um I think that's really interesting. And I think the other thing for you is it was probably setting up the actual business in itself was probably not really what you would have thought to be the main challenge was it because actually setting up the business you'd done that before hadn't you yeah absolutely the 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 whole the whole kind of administrative ironically the administrative side of it the you know what what how do I start what do I need to do what do I need to register there are a few differences but but I'd been there before, so I knew about bookkeeping. I knew about how to set myself up. I knew about websites, emails, all this sort of stuff. Um, yeah. The challenges for me were entirely different. <laughs> yeah, so I think, you know, from, from your own perspective, it was very easy to set up the business. But I think what we probably then need to look at is what were the challenges from your point of view that you were facing when getting it up and running? Yeah, I think one of the one of the main challenges for me, um, and perhaps this is where my fear was as well, was being a virtual assistant inevitably involves technology. I mean, you can't you can't be virtual without tech. Um, And I'm not the most tech savvy person in the entire world. I do rely on my 19 year old daughter still. to work my mobile phone, for example, you know, how do I put this on Instagram or how do I tag people or how do I, you know, there's so much that I'm still learning. Yeah. But I think that that's it. It's about learning. So there is the technology side of things, um, which I think is still, it, it's still, and will continue to be so because technology continues to evolve. It's, 
that will continue to be a learning curve for me. Um, So there was that. The other thing was, where where do do I get my clients? Where am I going to get my clients from? Um, And that old hoary subject, which you've already touched upon at the beginning of our um, conversation, the the self-confidence. Yeah, absolutely. So looking at those two challenges, then the tech stuff and Mm. then the client stuff, let's take the tech stuff to start with. How are you kind of managing that that technology challenge on a day to day basis? (laughs) There's a lot of blue language. Um, (laughs) Um, throwing the computer out of the window at regular moments you know we've had to hide the hatchet we've had to hide all sorts of things so I don't smash the laptop in half Sundays um I I think with tech inevitably comes hiccups there always will be Mm. the the best thing I ever got was fantastic um IT support thank you Katie Chu uh, for the recommendation um that they've been brilliant yeah. And put up with me often being such a dinosaur that I'm surprised. I, they, they probably go, oh, God, it's her again. Um, but they've been brilliant. Absolute dream. Um, also, I'd have to say that the um, the VA network, which hopefully we'll get to have an opportunity to chat about. Yes. The VA network, the little group that I belong to. Yeah. Fabulously supportive. Fabulously supportive. I think you're right. The the IT support from from the really sort of technical element it's vital to have somebody who is there for you 24 7 yeah um you know 365 days of the year um because nine times out of ten something seriously goes wrong at you know six o'clock on a friday night before a blank holiday weekend and you do need to be able to pick up the phone and get somebody to jump on it and sort it out for you straight away because we are reliant reliant. yes exactly so reliant on what we do on on it for what we do so yeah yeah, no i i couldn't agree with you more really good but also it's that it support that makes everything human rather than it support which is so techy that you just can't understand a word that's being said to you absolutely i mean the guys that i've got on board are fabulous they'll come on and they're remotely you know some by some weird alchemy i can watch them moving my mouse without me touching it (laughs) It, that's kind of a bizarre feeling it feels slightly like they're invading my space but um that's fine but they, they have been fantastic and I really wouldn't be they're worth their weight in gold most months I don't even spend my fee but I just know that they're there when I need them they've even helped me with client queries and I'll be very upfront with them and say you know this is for my client and but can you help me can you point me in the right direction and they will uh, they will answer my uh, answer my queries they try and help as much as they can they've been fabulous really great just for our dear listeners out there I think we probably ought to let them know that that's Carrera IT who are our support guys and they're based down on the south coast in Southampton I think or Portsmouth I can't remember but yeah yeah Carrera IT I'll put the details in the show notes um so that if anybody is interested do by all means get in touch um with them and I think moving on from that then so you've got the IT is covered and you you confidently have somebody that you can reach out to and know that you're going to get the support that you need what about from the getting client side because I think actually most virtual assistants when they're setting out on this journey would say how am I going to get my clients that's the bit that they're really nervous about and you know how how am I going to develop my business so that I can get a nice stream of clients coming through um, on you know on a weekly monthly daily basis How, how are you managing that 
Um, I have to say that mainly word of mouth. Um, and and we, we go back to your boot again, um, Katie, in the nicest possible way. Um, <laughs> so um, you helped me find one, which was fantastic. I mean, the referral was was beyond generous. I, I can never thank you enough for that. Um, but also it was with somebody I didn't know. Now, I did actually get some work um, from somebody that I had met via some, some sort of I'd, I'd done some temporary administrative work for, some, yeah. for somebody in the village and happened to be doing some happened to meet this this client via that person really completely unrelated so I wasn't swiping anyone um it was all very above board um and and that client is still with me so so she was a an opening and and I've been very blessed with the connections I've made because I've connected obviously you and I go back a long way but with the connection that I've made with this other client um she's an interior designer and she she is punting my name left right and center yeah. which has been just amazing yeah and um, amazing but also I acknowledge and this is this is a big thing for me I acknowledge that it's because I'm good at what I do oh my gosh I've actually said it I'm it's taking me 50 years to say, years to say, say that it's taking me 50 years to say I'm good at something but <laughs> Genuinely, I to have somebody continually refer you suddenly makes you realise I can do this. I'm good at my job um, and I can do this and I must be good because she would not she would not suffer fools gladly and nor she would she recommend anybody that she didn't believe in or didn't think was good enough. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the other thing with with that referral network, it costs you nothing than you doing a really good job. And I was lucky enough to be in exactly the same boat as you. When I first started out on this journey, I had that one key client who basically sold me to all her friends and associates. And I'm to this day still working with them. Um, and it just and it's cost me nothing and I I'm so grateful for it yeah Com- completely and I think it's that thing where you know they always say if you if you get a bad review you'll tell 10 people um but if you get a good review you you will tell the people that it matters to so um, have you now got have you now got a full client base um I have um I mean there, there are, there's opportunities in the future, I think um, at the moment, yes, I'm running at capacity. Yeah. Um, which I, I mean, given that I've been going less than two years. Yes. Um, I, I mean, I was full after. I was full within a year, which yeah. for me was incredible. I had no idea that was ever going to happen. No idea. It, it got to the point where I was, I was feeling bad about having to say to people, I'm really sorry, I can't fit you in at the moment. But I think that's testament to the, the, the really, really exceptionally good job that you're clearly doing for your clients. Because if that wasn't the case, then you wouldn't have a full book because they wouldn't have been referring you. So it all comes down to your hard work at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a very lovely testimonial. <laughs> yeah, it is. I was actually was talking to somebody um, on a previous podcast about that. Um, because we're not employees, 
quite a lot of our clients don't necessarily um, foist the praise that they might do if you were employed in inverted commas. Um, So how much we get terribly excited about the odd email that comes in saying, thanks so much for that because you've done a really great job and it just makes our day. Or that really nice testimonial for a client because that's almost like our year-end, you know, one-to-one review, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And that, you know, that's, I think, I think reviewing things with with your clients is always really important. And I do try and do those regularly. Yeah. Um, But like you say, when you get the compliment that the the text message or the WhatsApp or the email, um, I think the the, one of the best ones I had was I don't know how I've ever managed without you. Um, And Uh, another, another one was please don't ever retire. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's the reply. Who can retire in these times? Yeah. (laughs) So I guess from from my point of view, I'd love to know what you're finding the most rewarding about that whole decision to go down this journey and set up your VA business. What, What do you find the most rewarding about doing your job? I'd probably be unable to nail it down to any one singular thing. There's a couple of things which I love about it. Um, one of the most rewarding things is seeing what a difference I can make Um, is, is seeing being a small business owner anyway. um, I mean, ironically, it's like Colston Newcastle when it comes to doing your own admin, I'm a VA that needs a VA basically. Um, Oh, I've done that. I've done that. I know you have. (laughs) (laughs) Showing off. Um, So yeah, no, absolutely. But it does get, I'm trying to get my, daughter in a summer holidays to work for me that's like pulling teeth Um, yes no working with family always a tricky one that one it is it is tricky but um but yeah I think that that one of those things is seeing how much I can help small businesses because that's obviously what I'm what I focus on I focus on focus on small businesses um single practitioners um and 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 watching them take a breath or yeah. restoring their family life. Um, I mean, one of my clients has said, my wife's delighted because she sees me again. Yes. Um, and that's such, such a lovely gift to be able to give somebody. And it yeah. is a gift yeah. Um, yeah. because I know how hard it is when you're running your own business. And, and if you're out with other clients or you're, you're committed to doing work away or in an office or whatever, and, and then you've got to come home and do your own paperwork. Yeah. That's where your evenings and weekends disappear to. And, and, and your spouse will never see you um so I love that I love about being able to um yeah create space for people and allow them to do what they do best which is yeah. whatever they're specializing in that's 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 my job do you think it is just time that we give back to people no. or do you think it's yeah go on no I I think that what what I've become which I never imagined I would be is I've become a collaborator with so many of my clients, I'm a collaborator. It's it's kind of like there isn't a boss admin. There's not that. Um, people see that as a traditional relationship. When you say you're a virtual assistant and you explain roughly what you do, people are like, oh, so you're a secretary, are you? And I'm like, no, I'm not, actually. <laughs> um, I've become a project manager. I've become a collaborator. I've become... Um, I, I talk to one of my clients about the direction his business is going in. Um, we, we discuss problems his business is facing. We talk about client difficulties. Um, we, we troubleshoot. Um, and also I've built up really good partnerships with my clients and yes. friendships, yeah. friendships with them as well. I mean, so, some, some are friendships and some are very much still client 
relationships, if yeah. that makes sense. Yes. Um, but, but some of them actually refer to me as a friend. Mm. And yeah, and these are people I've not met. No. no so no. I've, I've never met them in person. I am virtual. So I've, I've spoken to them over Zoom. I talk to them maybe every day or two days on the phone and I email them and text them and WhatsApp them. But I've never met them in person. And yet we've built up that relationship that they'll tell me things that are happening in their personal lives in order for me to understand why things might be happening at work. How do you think you get to that point with a client, Amanda? Because quite often people will ask me about the relationship and the importance of a relationship. And it's very difficult to sort of explain how you get to that point. But but do you think you can explain how you get to that point in a relationship with a client? I think it's very difficult. I, I think part of it is what feels very comfortable for you, for you as an individual, as a person, maybe it's, it comes through in the podcast, but I, I wear my, yeah, yeah, I do, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Yes, so yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm quite an open person. Yeah. Um, that's not to say that I'm going to sit and discuss everything personally that's going on yeah. with my clients, because some of it's none of their business and it's my personal issue yeah. or personal okay. life or whatever's going on. And it's not something that should be brought into work. And I don't. Um, but I think that because they know that I'm open, because they know it's, it's trust as well. It's trust and it's integrity. And it's knowing that they can speak to me confidentially. They can talk to me about something that's going on or, you know, where I've, I've had a client cry. And that's that's an extraordinary compliment in a way. Yeah. Um, you feel very helpless because you can't do anything because you're remote. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes the ability just to, to, to have those conversations or to let those emotions go, yeah. move a relationship, you know, another step closer to those really close friendships. And I think the other thing with that is it's about the empathy thing. Yeah. You know, if, if you can try and put yourself in your client's position and understand the pressures that they're under, maybe not just from a business point of view, but there may be family issues yeah. as well. You know, you, you actually do connect on a much deeper level. And I, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how much relationship makes a successful Absolutely. client. Absolutely. Day. I'm, I'm a firm believer that um, maybe it's some some listeners might think it's a bit hocus pocus, but I'm a firm believer that we are attracted to people that um, are on a very similar wavelength. So you will meet like for like. Yeah. When you meet them, you get there's a weird sense of settlement inside. I can't explain what it is. It's just you get this feeling inside the, the gut instincts. They say your gut is your principal brain, actually, that the brain in our heads is secondary. Yes. Our, yeah. our, our primal are. Our, primal instinct our first brain is our stomachs interestingly enough yes so that gut instinct I think is something that should never be ignored and Mm -hmm. and I get an instinct about people sometimes and you know sometimes you you get the instinct and you think I'll give it a go and um and and then you have to listen to whatever comes next sometimes you get it right sometimes you get it wrong but I firmly believe that and and I've been so fortunate because because I would say the majority of my clients are on the same wavelength as me we understand each other we're coming from similar places we view work in a similar way we're all very dedicated very committed very um responsible very driven and yet we also are 
maybe it's because we're all of a similar age as well. We are also at that point where we've got to the, we need balance. We need balance and we want our, we want to be there for family. We want to be there for friends. We're entitled to spare time. We're entitled to, you know, have time off to go for a swim or go for a walk or do gardening or whatever it is. So they are on a very similar wavelength to me and, and we understand each other on a, on a level that I think transcends business and commerce yeah and it, that's the mutual respect element isn't it yeah totally totally and it's also the fact that they know and I know that they can call me and, and I'll do the job and, and I might not do the job straight away if it doesn't need to be done straight away but I will get the job done and they know I'm a safe pair of hands I guess I guess that's what they see I'm a safe pair of hands in so many different ways and um, I think I, I think that that you hit the nail on the head and I think there are a number of mag- magic ingredients and I think that they are respect I think that's trust I think it's empathy and I think it's it's that ultimately demonstrating to them that you are in a safe with us in a safe pair of hands and that they're being looked after and the job is being done and done to a really high quality yeah absolutely and a safe space for some as well some people actually need to know they're in a safe space yeah definitely because because actually that the business is their baby in the same way that my business is my baby theirs is their and that's what I understand is it's their baby and you're going to watch things happen to their business that they perhaps would not want people to see. Mm. Um, but you're going to be privy to that as a virtual assistant, as their PA. Yeah. You, you become privy to the everyday, the ins and outs, the financial affairs of people. You, you become privy to a lot of that. You do. Yeah, It's an honour and a privilege, actually. It really is. No, it really is. And I think from that point of view, I think that integrity piece just across the board, doesn't matter what you're doing, that level of in- integrity is is just vital. I'm going to move you on now because I'd really like <laughs> to know from your point of view what a sort of normal average day in the world of Ask Mrs S is. I don't have one. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a normal day. I never have a normal day um, because I don't I, I have a variety of different clients yeah um I've decided that perhaps um you know people now get labels and they get all sorts and people are suddenly coming forward and saying yeah do you know what? I've got ADHD yes, I'm not saying I have got ADHD but I'm convinced that I'm probably well I'm, I guess everyone's on on a spectrum of it somewhere perhaps but um for me I constantly need variety um and I've, I've been really blessed with the careers I've had in the past, which are multidisciplinary. My degree was multidisciplinary. Yeah. The town planning job was multidisciplinary. Working as a primary school teacher, you learn about a gazillion different things. Um, and that's what I love. I love being stimulated and having new things to learn. Yeah. And my clients are really, really varied, which means that I don't have a normal day. I can sit and think. I always have a task list. I have a task list for every client and I know what needs to be done. And some are bespoke one-off pieces. Others are regular routine tasks. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, um, I, but, but really my, my day starts off being normal-ish in that I, I get up, um, boot up the machine while I'm having my coffee, then sit down. First thing I do is I open all of my inboxes. Yeah. And that's what determines the structure of my day. Yeah. Um, I've had to learn. This has been probably one of the most challenging things. I've had to learn. Time, I always thought my time management skills were great until I did this job. Yes. Um, because you have to learn to juggle and you have to learn to sometimes 
ring ring fence yourself time for specific clients yeah and I wasn't very good at that at the beginning I would find myself ping-ponging because I'd have all these emails open and literally there'd be alerts going off like ping ping pong pong and I'd be like oh my gosh I've got to go now I've got to go over there now I've got to do this so and that that was spinning plates to an excessive yes um, yes, degree um and there was only one way the plates were going to go smashing to have a smashing time um so I decided that I had to re, re, re recalibrate, re-sort myself out and, and really seek to structure my day. So I would try and structure my week in that if I have tasks I know that have to be done for clients at a certain time on a certain day, I will structure them. Mm-hmm. If I have clients who have a given number of hours a week, I will try and spread those hours across that week um, or put them in days when I know that they're going to be most lucrative for that client. Yeah. Um, but really, I have no normal day. I, I literally get up, open the inbox, and that sets the tone for the day. And I do, often... you, do you enjoy that? Do yeah, I love it. Good. Love it. Good. It's, it's, it's my raison d'etre. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I, I think if I couldn't, it is slightly reactive, which can get exhausting. So that's yes. why it is important to also have perhaps some of those structured elements in it. Um, are there so, any things in your day that are just uh, are sacrosanct and they cannot be changed Do, are there specific rules that you follow yeah yeah I I finish at six yeah. <laughs> I finish at six um usually sometimes yeah. I'll finish earlier um I often finish at six if I have so cer- certain days of the week uh, I will go to a class so I'll go to a tai chi class because it just takes me out of myself, takes me away. Really important to do that. Yes. Really, really important. Yeah. So I'll, I'll do a Tai Chi class. I swim. Yes. Um, um, I'm not allowed to swim at the moment, but that's another story. So I now walk. So I will insist on giving myself a break and I will get away from my desk, get away from the computer. Otherwise, I become boggle eyed because I'm just staring at the screen all day. Yes, I should probably interject there and just say that poor Amanda has been struck down by the dreaded C word. <laughs> coming out of isolation <laughs> I'm out um but hooray I'm free um so yeah and, and actually during that time having COVID obviously one of the beauties is I don't have to see anybody so I can isolate in my home office which became my home office slash bedroom um I was, I felt, like a student, room. Yeah, I felt like a student again just living yeah. and working in one room uh, <laughs> with my with my family leaving me cups of coffee and meals at the door it was just yeah. so um however the beauty of it was I could still work. Yes. Um, but I did get tired. So I would work a couple of hours and then stop and go and have a lie down or read a book or just put some music on and just lie. Out of interest, did you tell your clients that you'd got it and that you weren't very well? So you might be a little less responsive. Yes, or you just yes I did. It through? Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I mean, I sort of said to them, you know, there's no chance of them catching it virtually. Um, <laughs> however... <laughs> However, there are people who believe that that you can. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't know how it was going to be. I'd watched my family have it way back in March and they were both pretty rough with it. So I Mm -hmm. I was expected to be sort of laid flat on my back. As is Touchwood, I've been very fortunate. Um, And I didn't lose too much time for work. Um, But I was upfront with my clients and I did say, look, I might not be functioning on all cylinders. I might sound a little bit away with the fairies more than normal. Um, I might be tired um, and I might sound rough and this is why and they were brilliant yeah. they were absolutely brilliant they yeah. were all like forget us just go and lie down go and rest we need you healthy we need you okay you know 
and I was getting advice from all of it because most of mine have had it so it's like do this do that so yeah. <laughs> everyone's got their advice and actually I think that's a really important point I mean one of the things that you know we cover when I do my coaching and mentoring is the importance of taking time off um, you know and if you're poorly your clients will understand you know and it's just that whole thing of being confident enough to communicate it because yeah. um, there's nothing worse than trying to work through when you're not well because you're really genuinely not going to be producing work of anywhere near the quality that you would normally do so honestly it is much better for any virtual assistant who is really struggling because they're not well you know step away take time get better just just from my point of view it would be lovely to know kind of you know what's on your mind at the moment vis-a-vis your business or you know your is there something that's really challenging you with regards to your client you know is there something that's niggling away at the moment at the moment there is um it's always very difficult when I, I talked earlier about finding people that are on a similar wavelength and that you, you, it works really well. Um, unfortunately, um, I, I am experiencing um, a working relationship that's perhaps not working. And I, I think that's going two ways. It's not working for me. I don't feel that the client's getting the best of what she could from me, not because I can't do it because I can. It's just I don't think she's using me properly Um, or in the way that I know I can help her I think that's that's where it becomes difficult is when you are confronted with a client and the expectations are not your expectations and perhaps you're not theirs and I just think that we're perhaps getting to a critical point where I may have to let a client go And I, that's one really, really useful piece of advice. I remember you told me at the beginning, you said, I always remember that you said it, it cuts both ways. They can let you go, but equally you can fire a client, essentially. You, you, you can let a client absolutely. go. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, we've actually discussed this. Um, I hope you won't mind me kind of yeah. imparting that, but we have discussed this because it's been, it's been a niggle for a while and we've already addressed the issues with the client and given them the opportunity to work with you to get things on track and working at a much more um, efficient pace, etc. And that hasn't sparked the change that it should do. And I think, you know, any virtual assistant out there needs to know that you must extricate yourself from a client relationship if it is not working because ultimately if you don't you are doing not only yourself but more importantly the client a disservice absolutely and I just don't think I'm the right fit I I don't I it looked like a good fit when we started out and I I knew there was so much I could do for them but regrettably they will not relinquish control and I understand why and I, I completely understand why but I just don't feel that they're getting what they need or what they should be getting, or perhaps they don't want it. Or seeing, um, or, or getting the value that 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 they it, would or and should be getting. Exactly right. And for me, it's not what we we talked about this um, privately. But it's not what success looks like for me. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm feeling very unfulfilled by the role. Um, because I know I can do more but I'm not allowed to do more and that becomes very frustrating and there's a lot of other issues going on which are equally frustrating and what I don't want it to become is 
a, a toxic working relationship, which will then undermine all the good I have done um, and any relationship that I've established with, with that client. I don't want it to get to that point where it becomes so toxic that I resent doing the work, that I resent the client and that they resent me. It, it, I don't want it to get to that point. It's very difficult because part of me, I'm a complete finisher. My, my nature yes. is, is I don't like walking away. I don't accept failure sounds sounds like the, it is the wrong word because it's not I haven't failed no, no, it's a hundred percent not failure it's a hundred percent not failure it, it's just acknowledging that sometimes it doesn't, just doesn't connect yeah, and like it, we were talking about the relationship piece earlier we are so bound by relationship for success in what we do that when the relationship fails or it just never gets off the ground in some cases it's much much more important to step away than it is to it's it's that awful flogging a dead horse kind of scenario you know there are things that we cannot change um, and these are one of them and I think you know being able to resign really politely from a client actually is so much better value for everybody involved than it is just to keep going away at it and 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 really actually begrudging every second of it so because I think it's not you know it's not their fault and nor is it my fault neither of us have done anything wrong it's just the way that we both work is not compatible and and it's it's like going on a date isn't it it's like it's like a date basically that you go on a date and you look at a person over the table and you just think you're really not my type no oh but I feel sorry for you so I'll just keep going (laughs) um and you don't want to get married to them. <laughs> well, I, I know that you will do all the right things by the client um, and move on a- accordingly. So, you know, it, it'll be, you know, a, a happier day when, when you've extricated yourself accordingly. Um, I think one of the things I'd love to know from you is what was the best piece of advice that you would give anybody going out on this virtual assistant journey and setting up their own business be brave mm, grasp the, great one yeah grasp the metal be brave mm. stand on the edge of the precipice of challenge yeah. and jump because yeah. you can do it and i think that yeah that's perhaps just be brave don't be afraid because actually the biggest thing you've got to be afraid of is not trying yeah and you know there are plenty of people out there who can support and help the person or people who are best fitted to support and help you um so I agree with that I think being brave and I think you know every successful business takes an element of risk and you just need to take those risks and go for it you know and, and actually they're, they're not big risks they're calculated no. risks yes exactly and there's a very I'm very risk averse you'll never catch me on the stock market or gambling I, but, <laughs> and, and yet people say to me oh my god you're so brave to go and do this and it's like it was a calculated risk mm. but also it was an unanswered question I had to try it I'd have I'd have beaten myself up more for not trying um yeah and so I tried it and it's flying and I couldn't be happier and Katie thank you so very much for well, lovely, up on this journey and this journey I use the j word oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's a whole new that's that's a whole new thing that one and we're not going down that journey thanks for putting me on this path (laughs) thank you (laughs) well corrected um and I guess on the flip side then in terms of advice what is the best bit of advice that you have you have received setting up your business Gosh, that's always a tricky one, too, because sometimes I mean, everybody's so willing to give their advice. Mm. Is Um, is there a piece? I I think. It it probably links to mine, which is be brave, but your best piece of advice was believe in yourself. Yeah. Um, and, 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 And because it came from. You sometimes it's very easy to tell yourself that. So when it comes from somebody else, yeah, who who knows who who knows you, yeah. Um, when somebody says believe in yourself, and and I think you said I, you know, along the lines of I can't remember, but I believe in you, or you know, believe in yourself because I do. Mm. That that was really quite um, a moment. That was oops, sorry, yeah. I should have turned my phone off. Um, that was really a moment um, knowing that, you know, yeah believe in myself yeah Um, and you do you have to believe in yourself because you have to have the commitment of 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 being responsible for your actions and making it work and ultimately the the whole business hangs on you as the business owner you know you you have got to step out there every day and get on and do the job um we we are we are the biggest marketing tool we have we are we are absolutely I would really like the listeners to get a better understanding of Ask Mrs. S. So would you just give us a sort of synopsis of your business and you know who your client base are and sort of what you do in terms of services? Yeah, sure. So um, my, my I see my role and Ask Mrs. S's role is to, as I said earlier, to basically allow my clients to do what they do best, which is their day job. I um, call myself backroom staff, um, which is it's kind of the engine room, maybe not backroom, the engine room. So I become the engine room of people's businesses. Um, I want to give them time and space so they can develop their business um, and also to give them their own time and space as well. So that's kind of what my role is. I work across a number of different industries. As I said, I don't have any particular set niche that I fit into. No, um, I work for. Um, um, healthcare professionals I work for um, alternative therapy professionals I work for predominantly my business I suppose the biggest share of my business is in interior design businesses and also the decorative finishes that go with that so that's where the interior designers put me in touch with sort of decorative finishers florers or, and those kind of trades they're not construction trades but it, it does link back well to my previous career as a town planner and I bring skills from that which I can offer which is great yeah um I I do a whole gamut of jobs anything from calendar management um scheduling I liaise with solicitors I um write correspondence I um, I'm a gatekeeper which I think so many of us are yeah um, so I protect my clients that's one of my other key roles I see is to protect my clients as their gatekeeper I'm a very polite one I don't snarl often but I <laughs> have my moments um 
I also do estimate calculations. I do invoicing. Um, I do very simplistic bookkeeping, but nevertheless bookkeeping. Yeah. I also do copywriting. I um, write social media for people. Um, I write blogs for people. I proofread. Oh my gosh, what else do I do? <laughs> it's a never ending list. You are so, so competent in so many just, things. I'm just actually, I'm, I'm reading up. Um, and studying a little bit more on project management so I can hone those skills I've project managed all the way throughout my professional life Mm. Um, and it's something that I've never had the the official label Um, and certainly the how to EA um, I've offered that course yes Alicia Fairco yeah yeah that's a fantastic environment for anybody out there listening who wants to tap into any of that sort of PAEA VA world Um, she's got a uh, awesome um, platform on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, where she offers a huge selection of courses and interviews and fireside chats. Um, definitely worth going and listening to that. Again, I'll put the details in the show notes. Absolutely, and it's it's great. I've, I've signed up for their project management course, so I've got my ten modules, which I can sit and do over the summer. Um, because I find during the summer months um, it all goes a bit quiet because my mm. clients are away mm. um, and because a lot of them have families it's school holiday time so it all tends to quieten down a little bit oh that's the other the other piece of advice is hold your nerve yes <laughs> hold your nerve so you know I'm, I'm going to be resigning from a client I need to hold my nerve because that means that I'm a client down um, I have no doubt at all I will fill it very quickly I've already got a couple of leads which I'm following up on which are referrals which is lovely um but but yeah and similarly during the holidays when things quieten down don't panic hold your nerve and take the opportunity to take a break too I agree I couldn't agree more I think that's really valuable advice um August is traditionally a very very quiet month um and and I've always seen a drop in my revenue in August historically since way back when um but I actually use August as an opportunity to really look at my business Um, You know, see, for example, where my um, engagement is coming from on social media, look at what they're actually engaging with, have a look at my overall, you know, accounts, where am I in terms of my goals and targets for the year. So I I always use August for for those sort of activities and planning kind of, you know, various other events, etc, throughout the year as well. So it's it's a benefit and I think particularly this year because people have been so restricted over the last two years August I think is going to be holiday central people are definitely going to be turning off switching off and and bugging out which is quite right and as it should be yeah definitely um yeah and and that absolutely I couldn't I think that's a great idea so you have um put your boot again and reminded me to sort my accounts out (laughs) yes Yes. Yeah. God, don't leave those to the last minute. I guess the final question then is I would really love to know is, is where do you see um, Ask Mrs. S in five years time? Hopefully still going. Um, (laughs) For sure. (laughs) um, Hopefully with a full book. Um, But I think what I'd really like to do, and I guess you're my inspiration for this, is I'd also like to be helping others sort of take off really. Yeah. Um, it would be lovely to be in a position to to be able to pass on 
advice. Um, I'm no spring chicken anymore. Um, so I need to know that there's VAs of tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that that for me is 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 what I'd like to do is to maybe pass on the the knowledge. Like you know, you've been so generous in passing on your knowledge and your skills and your advice and your time. Um, I'd like to pay it forward. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a huge believer in that. And I have to say it's been immensely rewarding going down this journey. Oh no, I've dropped the journey word in now. Going <laughs> of doing the coaching and mentoring because it it honestly has been the biggest thing that I feel that I can give back to the virtual virtual assistant industry and we've got a really lovely group of VAs who have now been through it and we are all very connected in my WhatsApp group and we are such a supportive little bunch of women um I'm hoping to get a man in there soon I need a man in there soon um but yeah (laughs) I think that's really important. I often look and I look at all the virtual assistants and it's it's so brilliant when I see it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be such a big moment, but it is so brilliant when I see a male VA. It's definitely worth a celebration, that one. Yeah. And I think good on you. Brilliant. Let's bust the myth. Absolutely. Let's bust that 1960s, 70s myth that administrative support are young women. Yes. Um, And actually, I think more and more women in the 50s which is where I'm at yeah um, are having a resurgence I think that we are we are not going to be quietened down we are not going to be ignored and we are all gaining a bit of a renaissance and I think being a virtual assistant gives you that opportunity to find another career um and that it's a career that you can sustain for as long as you choose and I think it's 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 brilliant I just think it's such a brilliant career it's the ultimate it is the ultimate flexible career isn't it you know you can totally and you can make it that you can make it what you want it to be you can either you know you you can choose your tasks if you don't like maths don't do bookkeeping or estimates or invoicing but on the other hand if you don't like writing don't blog write don't do social media copy but you can make it you can tailor make the job for you and And focusing those services on the things that you really enjoy doing and I I I can't echo how important that is enough um not just from your own perspective and happiness point of view but but actually from the client's point of view because if you do what you love you produce something which is just so powerful because it's got all the passion behind it Absolutely. And I, that is one of the best pieces of advice you gave me at the beginning. Yes. Do what you like. Do what you like. And yeah. don't choose jobs that you don't like. <laughs> I have turned jobs away because they've wanted a personal virtual assistant. Yes. And, and I, I am rubbish at buying presents for my husband. So why would <laughs> I want to buy them for somebody else's husband? So I know where my strengths lie. They are definitely not down the personal side. Yeah. Um, mine, I'm very much a corporate VA. Yeah, definitely. So, Definitely. Amanda, I knew that I was going to enjoy today an awful lot. And I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you today. You are always a pleasure and a delight. Thank you so, so much. It's been my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been I can't believe how quickly the time's gone and you will still be on time. Um, But it has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much, Katie. It's been a real privilege to be invited. All of Amanda's contact details and a little bit more about Amanda will be in the show notes. So please do check them out and uh, we'll look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to follow me and my guests on our social channels. All the details will be in the show notes. And please get in touch if you have any questions or topics that you might like to have covered in the next episodes, or even if you would like to be a guest yourself.